in our high school band who played the bassoon. You had a band in high school? <laughs> and um, yeah. And he even offered to put me in the vlog. And he was just like, yeah, like all you gotta do is just take a punch to the gut. I've been found guilty of that crime. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty embarrassing, but whatever, you know. Two horses, it would be. Okay. Oh, so it's so it's Friends of family, the people that keep me grounded. Really special thank you to you guys. How should we? Wait, what do you do for a vocal warm up? We'll start, with, we'll start with that, we'll do it with you. Yeah? Yeah, we'll do it with you. <laughs> Uh, it's going to sound really fucking stupid, but you know the Eminem song when he does like the crazy rapping? Rap God? So, yeah, the rap God when he does like uh, Samalama Subaluma. Like, I just go like over really, really quickly. Like, uh, Samalama Subaluma, uh, Samalama Subaluma, uh, Samalama Subaluma. Uh, some, and it's going to sound this most ridiculous thing, but the whole thing is for me, it's just that like, uh, it just gets like my lips going, if that makes sense. It That's gets, fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you just want like. So you just get into the This is really inappropriate. We just want a lot of witness Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to sound silly. I don't know. And kind of gess, I guess I'm like a little hyped up or whatever. You know, I'd like to get the lips greased up. Yeah. Every time you go into the booth, you add like another word until you get the whole. I'm just going to Until I actually just become Eminem. Yeah, exactly. That's usually what happens. Yeah. I'm going to think about that every time I hate listening to that song now. Imagine that was the whole verse. But yeah. He wouldn't be Eminem. It, honestly, that verse is pretty f so fast that it just sounds like that anyway. When he yeah. did it live, I was like, I cannot, sh I cannot be sure if he said all these words. Yeah, you got to slow it down. It was too loud. It was too uh, fast. See how quick we get off topic? We got to come in. We, 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 I know. Look at this. We rant so We're fast. Right, right, right in the mix of it. That's right. the beauty of it. That's true. All right, we're coming. I want to hear you do it first. No. <laughs> God damn it. Because okay. when he, he did it real smooth, we're not going to be able to top that. What? Uh, some oh, of oh, 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 yeah. Some of them are some of them. Are <laughs> Welcome back to the Picky Boys Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a new face today. You want to tell the people who you are? Hey, guys. My name is Joseph Velasquez. I'm a local upcoming artist from Middle Village, Queens. And I'm Perfect. happy to be here. We got one of our own. Middle one Village is own. becoming this little village. little hub for... Some say it's the new Hollywood. <laughs> Some say it's the new <laughs> Hollywood. We are going to interview every person who lives in this godforsaken <laughs> town. And then do it again. And then do it twice. Three times, four times. All right. I know. I'm Danny, by the way. Sorry, we forgot the. They don't. We forgot to go around. Who are you? Who are right. you? We, I'm Antonio. JT. Let's start this picnic, Let's boys. Start this picnic. I wonder. The first thing I saw that I thought was interesting was how you uh, worked in a hotel and you met Scotty Sire and Todd. I want to. I want to hear that story. Oh, the no, David yeah. Dobrik gang. Oh, like people in the David Dobrik gang. So yeah, um, I work in the hospitality industry too. And then um, we got an email one day and it was a Marriott hotel. So we got an email saying, oh, we have some influencers, you know, coming to the hotel. And then I got to see the list of them. And once I saw the list, I saw someone who's actually watched some of his videos and everything. Mm -hmm. I immediately recognized them all. And I was like, you know, holy fudgicles. Like, <laughs> like, that's crazy. Cause like, I know these people and these are some really big names. So they ended up coming to the hotel. And um, the only one who actually didn't show up was David Dobrik himself, but like literally Everyone else was there. I, I'm not as into their videos anymore, but uh, I like Scott, Todd, Zane. I think Keith was another one. Um, and then pretty much working at the hotel and everything. And I get into a good conversation with Todd, and he even offered to put me in the vlog. And he was just like, yeah, like all you got to do is just take a punch to the gut. And <laughs> uh, I just got looked at him it. like... I'm good. Like, oh, you know, man. I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate that. That's really kind. Uh, but we ended up having a good chat. Mm -hmm. And then the whole thing, how he was like, why don't you come to the concert? And uh, it was at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn. And it's a really tight little venue and everything. But it was really cool. And he put me like on his list or whatever. And I got to go to the venue. We went there. And then uh, 
pretty much there at the concert. There was a girl from MTV there. And then I ran into his manager, whose name was Lucas. And then we started talking. And everyone's like, who, who are you? And I'm just like, oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, yeah, I'm the guy who didn't take the punch. Like, you know, yeah, that's yeah. me. Um, but yeah, and then uh, they let me like walk out of the venue with them and everything, which is really cool because it's like a little red carpet or whatever, you know, and like fan base wise, you had a lot of younger people, I would say, like from like 16 to like maybe 18 year olds, but still like just being on that carpet mm -hmm. with them and stuff like that adrenaline was like insane. And like that's really what like really made me want to make a push. Right. So like this needs to be like a reality for me, too, because that type of feeling, I feel like it's something that like you can't just get on a daily basis, you know? Yeah. Was that, was that something they were like, you felt them feeling too, or were they just used to it by now? And it was like, kind of like a kid in a candy store for you. For me, it was definitely more of a kid in the candy store moment, right. you know? Um, and I think you could see certain individuals, it affected more than others for them. I'm sure mm -hmm. they're kind of used to yeah. it, you know, but for me, you know, it was definitely the kid in the candy store moment, just in the sense that I was like, wow, like, that's an adrenaline yeah. rush. I did the table tap. Right. But yeah. No, it's, it's like, like, um, no, table tap's <laughs> it's, like a, it's like that first hit, you know, man? Yeah. That's uh, yeah. that's what you it's get. Gateway you know? drug. It's the gateway yeah. drug. Do those guys ever really get used to it, though? I don't you know. Think? Some of them, I probably, I'm sure you eventually get used to it and then eventually get tired of it. Or maybe they get, they get like so used to it when it doesn't happen. They're like, oh, man, what's going on? You know? Yeah. He had, a, you went from a, just a conversation to on, to, a red carpet with them. If I had just my conversation, with them, they would have yeah, saw me. It, I would have been like, eh, you know, is that you're like, say, you, did you like weasel your way in there? Like, how do you, how do you yeah. finesse that? Give us some tips. Come yeah. on, give us yeah, some yeah. tips. I don't know. I just like, I really try, like, try and play it cool and everything. And I think that was the hardest thing because obviously I've been doing music for a long time. So I, I've gotten, I've met a lot of celebrities because of like the hospitality side of me from like Kodak Black to Trey songs and everything. And like every time I meet them, like every part of my body's like, hey, I make music too. Like, come on, let me. Yeah. Go. And I'm like, no. No, that is frowned upon, mm -hmm. and I know it'll just. So I really just, I don't know. I just try and be myself. That's really all I do, and I guess it's just worked out in my favor that it's had some interesting results. I'm sure. It. I'm sure yeah. they appreciate that too, because uh, you know, obviously I wouldn't know, but I think that <laughs> some people, when 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 they're so famous like that, like they just kind of like respect and enjoy um, down to earthness. Right. Whenever anybody's talking to them, they're like. Oh my God! Hey, it's you, get and you know picture. you'll do anything. Get a picture. Do this. Say that. Well, yeah, because I'm sure every for every one of those interactions where it's calm and cool, the rest are just like the exact opposite. Like, oh, I make music too, and just shoves it in their face. Exactly. Especially vlog squad people. Do people just come up to them just crying? Like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, it's like, did <laughs> I do just, something wrong? Just crying, and then you're like, uh, Are you okay? Da Is everything okay? Danny would have taken a punch to the face. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If he would have taken a cock slap. You could have yeah. enjoyed. <laughs> you could have stomped. Just, just whatever. Stomped just get stomped. Me. Stomped on me no uh you know maybe but wait who was gonna punch him? was he big guy or todd yeah todd's he was a pretty uh well-built fellow he's pretty fit yeah he was well worth it to be in the vlog i mean you know it just it just looked like it was gonna hurt like i was gonna feel it like right right was, like just... he agrees and right before that you see todd like bench pressing and training and put wrapping his <laughs> yeah, fists so it's like exactly. right, i didn't agree to this also you know just houdini man you can't read right mis remake yeah. these mistakes It'll be fine that's what i understand either with these boxers and they're just like this the one punch from me challenge it's like and they aim for the liver and you just rupture a liver like then houdini like, get, like sucker punched he wasn't ready or something. We don't know magic. We, we've been talking about know. magic way too much <laughs> too already much. this season. The whole episode yesterday, it was like 20 minutes about magic. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, um, yeah, but that is pretty cool. I was, uh, what, when it was like one of the first 
few episodes of the podcast, and there was this girl at 7-Eleven who had seen it. She was like, you had that podcast now, right? And I was like, this is it. I've made it. <laughs> Somebody does, does, I've reached the peak. does LA call me, or do I call them? What's going on here? So yeah, that's true. you've been making music for a while. So you've had trips out to LA or anything? Have you done all that? Yeah, I mean, so nothing like business wise. I guess I could say for LA, I do. When hopefully the world gets back to somewhat being normal, have to make a trip to Nashville for a little bit of a business trip. So that should be really cool because I want to go to Nashville for a long time. And I'm an independent artist, and Nashville is like the king of the independent scene. Hmm. Um, but I went to LA with a couple of my friends. Uh, you guys know some of them, Brendan Hillebrand. Um, and some other guys and um, just had the time of my life and really like soaked um, in that atmosphere and everything. And I always growing up felt like I kind of was meant to be in L.A. Instead, I was in New York, which is still like super cool, not like disowning New York. I love the city to the death. Um, but L.A. was just like a, I think the trip was just at the right time. And it was also kind of a spur of the moment trip, mm-hmm. you know, and I just really got to take it in and appreciate it for what it is, even though it wasn't like a long trip. I think we were there for like two or three days only. But I was just like full out all California. You gotcha. So it was like a vacation trip and then you, you saw the lifestyle and you're like, I want this lifestyle essentially. Yeah. Just in a sense, like it just like, uh, craziest thing. Uber's just so much cheaper out there. I was like, this city is a Everyone scam. says that. But yeah, when- no. Yeah. Cause it's like, we were in Marina del Rey. So it's like farther off from obviously like the actual city of Los Angeles. And I'm like, well, we're gonna have to Uber in and everything. Or it's like, whatever, you know, we're on vacation or whatever. And then it's like, I forget the exact price total, but I was like, yo, like Bronx to the cities, like, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, like half my paycheck. And I'm just like, <laughs> and then like Marina to, you know, which is a fair distance. And it's just like, yeah, no problem, man. I was going to say here, you know, here to like rock away. I need a bank loan. I think it's because here they have like this extra tax or something because ever, at, ever since Uber came in, you know, all the taxi drivers got upset and started yeah. killing themselves. And then they were like, okay, we'll put a tax on it. And then they put a tax on it, and there it is. It's the, the Uber Eats fallacy with a bunch of also, secret charges. They're competing. They got competition out there with the fucking scooters that you drive around. Yeah. Those are, there you go. Cool. I'll probably take a scooter fun. some days over an Uber. A little scooter? Yeah, a little there's, scoot action. Yeah. yeah, but when you're plastered walking out of a club, you can't, order, you can't get four scooters. That is the, that is the time I, when I will get shower. scooters the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danny, Danny would come out drunk, ex, try to order a scooter, and be like, Imagine getting no, pulled Danny? over on a scooter. They're like, whoop, whoop. You're like, fuck. <laughs> just trying to like get you. No, horse, no horsepower on that thing. That'd be terrible. You'll never take me alive. You're also supposed to bring your own helmet, which oh. the, who the yeah. fuck's carrying a helmet around? <laughs> yeah, I seriously. No helmets out there. There's definitely some people, one person at a, like maybe there's a backpack helmet thing going on, you know? No. Right, keep, no. The, keep the great yeah. ideas. Uh, yeah, yeah, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I, I've never been to LA. Let me alone. California. <laughs> So um, we haven't even asked like what is what, what's your like music style you know like what genre would you define yourself as? It's the hardest thing because uh, I really generally like love all music genres you know even on a good day country can get to me. Um, but if I really had to like try and settle down, I guess I am somewhere like in between that pop routine and just uh, pop and just trying to make it my own. That's my whole thing. It's just like trying to take a genre of music and make it special, you know. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, just simple stuff like that and just trying to be different about it so that I can look back on it one day and be like, hey, like this was me and this is how I felt pop was to me in that moment. Because if you look at pop in general, like I think it's the most interesting genre because what pop is today isn't what pop was 10 years ago mm-hmm. and isn't what pop was 20 years ago. 10 years ago, pop was Fall Out Boy. Right. 20 yeah. years ago, it was Nirvana. It was, you know, there's just so many different. It changes the most out of all genres, in my opinion, you know. 
Which mm. and which means that it's almost like not even a genre because if yeah. it's constantly, <laughs> yeah. it's not even the same as what it was ten years I mean, ago. That would also be the most fun to be in because like you're not you're now not trapped in a box. You could kind of change too and have an argument. Well, like well, it's still pop, you know. Yeah, which is kind of cool. No, hundred percent. I think that's like as an artist, a really big factor is that you want to be able to make music that no matter what you're feeling, like you're okay with to a certain degree because like the process itself is already so long sometimes mm-hmm. and then the like the fact to like sometimes just think about like oh that's not my genre that like that's thought never crossed my head and like that gets me really irritated sometimes oh. i can't imagine someone who's like some of these bands that are even out today like that like typically have like a genre associated with them you know like i'm sure that is a thought because they're established artists and everything that if they make a song they feel it doesn't really fit into that category might even be a scratch from the start process. Yeah, like a heavy metal scream band wants to say, wants to write a like a little slow love song, and it's like, sorry, buddy, can't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you can. Whenever you start like a creative endeavor like that, you can pigeonhole yourself easily. Yeah, and then now you're like, now you're just that guy. Yeah, you know. So you gotta choose what you do first carefully. How do we feel about uh, country music people who control the aux and they just pound it with country music you know if you're if we're in a country a place where country music is you know acceptable like on a you know the back roads on a ranch the back roads somewhere or you know i don't know on a ranch so what you have to you have to see a horse all right but now what if, if i see what a if, horse what if, you what if, can put on a country in the backyard music. in a pool for every horse i see you can put on one country song just one <laughs> just one just yeah. horses are there expect them to see oh man if you pass a prairie or something you could see a bunch of horses there you go that's a whole track we'll put on a whole oh, you, you know could, they you, they accumulate you could rack them up oh for sure yeah if you see if you see a ranch put on a whole like florida georgia we, line album if we go to belmont put on all horse songs all all country songs i'm all assuming day. that they only play country there that's probably true. is this not a universal rule so i just wanted to, to make a psa to country music players who control the aux if you play 10 country music songs or 20 eventually someone's going to complain but if you play five and throw in a different like genre or something, people you know people come up to you like I don't want to hear some more country. Be like I just played this. I'm like all right, fine. Maybe you got but, an argument. Dude, even if you don't like country music, there are country songs that universally slap. Dude, <laughs> country road, country or, yeah. Well, uh, John Denver, take me home. Sweet home Alabama. There you go. Alabama, yeah. All right, now now we're advocating too much for country songs. Right. You gotta get off it. You guys really switched tones there. Yeah, we did. No, we did. Yeah. I, I felt I, I felt I felt myself swaying my own argument. Yeah. So I had to, I had to bounce off that. You know, a uh, funny story. I'm actually not allowed to control the aux cord when I'm with my friends ever. It's you like put a, your it's own a, music on? What, no, not even <laughs> that. Actually, I'm just known that like we could be going to a party and everything, and like I'll just put on like the most depressing music. Oh, you don't and, match like, the I'm time. that guy. Yeah, I I'm, I don't read the room. Don't read the room. I've been I've been found guilty of that crime. <laughs> yeah, we will be <laughs> the crime. When like you know the jukeboxes you could control jukeboxes like the audio the digital jukeboxes you control at bars. Oh yeah, yeah. We kind of play when we when we're controlling the music we try to play for you know like something we want but maybe the crowd will like we're crowd pleasers. We're crowd you know? pleasers exactly. But and then as soon as he puts in his coin and like there's no stopping his, his music. Lo- oh, yeah. You yeah, could we, tell who played we were the at song. a bar that was, you know, a, a, a few years away from becoming a, a nursing home. These, <laughs> that was the that was the age range of people in this right. bar. So we were playing and oldies but goodies, so we you know. Oldies but goodies. JT comes in the aux. <laughs> Six seven nine by Fetty Wap. Fire you know, song. I mean, Fire. no, fantastic no, no, song. Bop. I, I love and the then, song. You know, love Sosa, Chief Keith, like just like <laughs> I didn't play that. Yeah, I know, but just like songs that I remember. Were Six not seven nine considered. Though. 
And then, you know, people are, people are drinking their cranberry, not, not even with alcohol, just their cranberry juices, and they're just turning they're just around. Like and there can only be, there can only be one person. right in the eye. You did. Their hearing aids are, re- are, you know, acting up. They're like, oh, God. Wasn't the best. Wasn't the best. You got to read the room sometimes. But also, sometimes controlling the ox is such an annoying job. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You got you to gotta queue up a bunch of songs so you can leave your phone. True. Exactly. True. And then people cheat. Or just find a bang in like a playlist. Yeah. You, you can't complain about a playlist. Like, there's a song on a playlist. Let me alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? But people cheat too. If you complain about the aux and then they play a song they know you like, and it's like, all right, this is a good move, but this is cheating. Like, you know, you're still playing bad songs. That was a good question, though. So, do you listen to your own music? I mean, to a certain degree, obviously, yeah. And then I think, like, if it fits the mood or whatever, I'd love to, like, talk about it with, like, my close group of friends because, but I'm actually not the type of person that, like, you know, I listen to my music 24-7 because it's, like, when you're making the music itself, you're already mm-hmm. listening to the song so much. Right. It's, like, over and over and over. So you actually do eventually get tired of it or whatever. But if I have a new song or something, my friends haven't heard the song, I, like, like to let them let uh, put it on just so they can hear it or whatever. But I actually try not to be, like, overwhelming with it. One thing I really don't like to be is that guy's, like, hey, I'm Joe, I sing. Hi. Yeah, I got you. Hi, I sing. Or you just like you hey. just slip it. You just slip it into the. That's uh, what I sing. <laughs> you just slip it into the playlist, and you're like, uh, "Oh man, this is really wow, good." Yeah, what song is this? Yeah. That's what I would do. Stop yeah. coming. It's a hater. Yeah, who, who's this guy? It's Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I would do that too, but I understand what you mean by like the whole. Whenever we make even like a podcast or a video, like of course you make it while you're doing it. You have to watch it. And then as soon as it's out into the world, so, okay, I don't want to see it sayonara. Yeah. It is now the it's now the world's and nothing to do. I have nothing to do with it. What about uh, how do you feel? Are you like an audiophile kind of guy with like the, the the true best sound is you know vinyl record? Oh, I mean it totally is. It is, um, but yeah, um, but I actually don't own one. Um, but I really think it is, and also like I think the differences in sound a hundred percent. Like you know, just like how there's WAV files, MP3 files. The annoying thing is that, like, usually when it comes to, like, putting your music out to places, it doesn't end up being through a WAV file. It ends up being through an MP3 file. So you lose a little bit of the quality or whatever. But having a vinyl record and everything, which I've called vinyl for years, which is pretty embarrassing, but whatever, you know. Um, but, yeah, the vinyl records are really, like, just, um, you know, like, top tier. And it's also something that's just not really around today, which is, like, um, in my opinion, like, really unfortunate and sad because I think, like, you can't do it. But if everyone just had a vinyl like, you know, and everyone just had a record player in a sense, I think that would understand, but it's just something that's not accessible, you know, and that's like a huge thing right. that I think really matters today. I think something that gets so popular, it's all because of their accessibility. The more mm-hmm. something accessible yeah. it is today, the more easier it is for it to become popular because everyone can just hop on and take a look at it, you know? Yeah. So can you explain, like, I'm five, how, how do they put, like, like words five. and people singing on a piece of plastic or, or a piece of vinyl or whatever? Like the, in, the vibe, bumps the vibe, No, see, you're saying that, but that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't the vibe like the vibration from the sound okay. scratches the vinyl? Mm-hmm. How did how did we figure out to do that? And also, oh. how did we figure out to do that like a hundred years? Dude, ago? how did we figure out how a, a radio could t- to talk? Okay. We're you gonna know? ourselves here. Um. Okay. Do you know? No, I don't actually. It's like I think that's like all in the manufacturing process or whatever. But the coolest thing I think about vinyl records is that like, you know, like track listings and everything like that really goes and it's something i try and put into my music that like my track listings and everything are intentional you see that a lot more common with like vinyls and everything and there's like secret sides and everything you know and like there's this like lost like hidden art to it like you know i have vinyl records just like how in like video games there's like easter eggs and everything right. vinyls yeah. kind of like enabled that ability for music but like on digital stuff today like 
you know, it's obviously more popular and it makes sense why it's more popular, but that kind of feature is like not a thing anymore because you can't like hide something from the internet as we all yeah, know. Even like album cover design was, was more intricate because you have to do it. You think about like the back and the front and then the insides and some people have different cool sleeves and stuff. Yeah, now, now the most Easter egg thing that could happen on audio files is like, did they use the sound from Minecraft right there or <laughs> something? Sample, it's like, what, what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's happening? No, I, I, I have a few, I have a, I have a, I have a record player because you know, I'm a, look wa- I'm a wannabe hipster, look, yeah, look but um, wannabe. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's uh, it, it, it does sound good. I mean, oftentimes I will just say, uh, "Hey, you know, okay, Google, just throw on the song instead of actually teeing it all up." Right. But uh, it's it's good. Also, I ruined a bunch of my vinyl records because I was a dumb dumb man, <laughs> and I stack them like this, and you're supposed to stack them right uh, so that they don't bend and stuff. You warped warp. them. Warped them. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, so that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> if you have vinyl, what, my what would be your little secret Easter egg you put in there with your, your album? Oh man, because it's like so. Because I make music, like all my friends are always like, oh, like let me get on a track or whatever. Oh, so would, I would love one day. One I would on? sneak one of just all my friends, and it wouldn't be like musically inclined at all. It'd just be all the <laughs> dumb shit they always say. That's like, yeah, put that on a track and just like put it all on a track and be like, and that's why I don't do that <laughs> because like- this is actually what it all sounds like put together, guys. And yeah, that would be my dumb track. There's a there there's a, a Beatles record I have that I don't know how they do this but it just when it gets to the end it just like it's it's one like a few little lines of sound and it just repeats like over and over it's just like that's a kind of little cool thing some guy had a really long fingernail and just painstakingly scratched it and they were like oh sounds good and isn't it crazy to skip? Imagine so somebody says, "Oh yeah, skip this song. I don't like it." And then you have to go over there and fucking drop a needle somewhere. <laughs> like what the fuck is this? I, like you mark? Like I think it's there. You're like a oh, crap. And it's just like a few seconds in. You're like, all right, no, whatever. go back, go back. Gonna, the plight of these of these people. Why are why is vinyl becoming? You know, everything that's old is becoming re, renewed. Like we have a Polaroid over there. You got the vinyl. What's gonna be next? Vintage man. That's Get my the word. fucking horse and carriage out. Whip it around. You know. No, you don't want that kind of horsepower. Either way, that's a that's also a crazy thing. Literally, horsepower is fucking horses. <laughs> measuring our <laughs> yeah, we are measuring our fucking cars and how many horses it would take to pull them. That's a lot of country songs, guys. That's that, a that lot, is a lot yeah. of country songs. Dude, so this yeah, would that count too, dude? That's a good little loophole in our. Uh... Like you see, a, like a Lamborghini or something go by. That's like at least seven hundred yeah, horses. That's six hundred chicks. Now you're really beating yourself up for that one. One of them would just chip over each other and then it'd be all over. Oh, if you're getting pulled by six hundred, <laughs> all right, that's enough. So, wait, so how does, <laughs> how does how does horsepower work? Is it literally if it's seven hundred horsepower, it means it would take seven hundred horses to pull the Lamborghini that fast? <laughs> I don't think they could it, run that fast. It so definitely like, doesn't make sense. Or is it the speed of seven hundred horses? I think it's about. I Think he's on to almost <laughs> no. Don't two horses is not s- faster than one horse, buddy. <laughs> no, but if one horse had the strength of two horses, it would be okay. Oh, so it's so it's just one horse that is that's seven hundred horse strength. Like, that makes sense, I guess. Does, it, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, this one's a, this this car can go as fast as an army of horses, man. <laughs> We've, uh, we've got right. off topic. Okay, uh, who's your favorite musician? <laughs> My favorite musician. Oh man. We ask this. We ask this to every every musician we've had on so far. Yeah, but uh, um, uh, they, they always they always have some person. Not to put you on the spot. You don't need to have somebody. But a lot of the younger people we have on usually say X X X. Yeah, a lot of the the, the rappers. Yeah, but that's more rapping. I know gotcha. it's not here. 
Um, so when it comes to that, um, it's hard for me because I do have like a lot of artists in general that I really, but like I grew up in the pop punk era. So I think Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco always have a special place in my heart. Uh, but like I'm a, unfortunately, a, not unfortunately, but I'm a diehard Ed Sheeran fan. Mm-hmm. And just because uh, there's a lot of way he does the music industry that I find really interesting just in the sense that one, like I really respect him as a performer. I've had the luxury of seeing him live a couple of times and just overall um, he lets people like have a, look at his creative process more than other artists. This is a really cool documentary on Apple Music called Songwriter. And it's actually a decent glimpse into like how an album gets made. And also just like songwriting in general. Because like people don't even realize that like the oh my the Love Yourself song by Justin Bieber, like that's Ed Sheeran's song. Like, yeah. You know, like he just gave it to Justin Bieber. And you actually see like the whole recording process of how he literally just made the song and then he was just like just take it, Justin. Now, why would someone do that? Is it just like it doesn't fit like what they were going for with their album, or they thought someone else could need, like could do it better in a way? Like, why would someone just toss a song off? Uh, I think it comes down like part of it to that that it's just like you know what like I think this if I release this it will be a hit, but like this could be a mega hit because your voice is more in tune for it, and then obviously like perks come along with it, right? So it's not like you know as nice it would be like nothing gets handed on you on a gold platter, right? right so right. it's like obviously he still has royalties to it. It, it opens up the future. Yeah. It's like, since mm-hmm. you did this for me, like I would totally be open. It's all about like connections to the music industry. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he does that for him, right? Lo and behold, when the next EP he came out with, he and Justin Bieber had a song together. How'd that come about, right? right. Because he already had worked with him in the past. And also like the thing about songwriting, I think is really important. Like, doesn't matter who you are. Like, you know, even like mega hits like ACDC, you know, they're still out there today, like in the industry, but eventually your career will eventually just you know, as the time goes on, newer people come around, right? Songwriting is the one thing actually I think is so important because it's what keeps you in the industry. There's a lot of people like behind the scenes, like another really cool like fact, um, Sean Mendes is super popular, right? Uh, there's this guy named Teddy Geiger. Uh, he launched his own music career a long time ago, like early 2000s as a solo artist. And I think he had like one or two albums and he had a couple hits, but it just never ended up working out for him. Um, but he's actually on the credits for every single Shawn Mendes song. And he probably has more money than Shawn Mendes. So even though his career didn't work out from the live spectacle scene and all that, this dude is like making every hit, 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 hit. And like, that's a huge thing because at the end of the day, that's what keeps you industry yeah. versus just like, you know, the one hit wonder. We have friend, We had friends that went through music phases. Yeah. I, try, I even I tried to make. Oh, beats. you? You was, mean? Was, well, <laughs> that, no, I wasn't trying to sing it, but I was, I was, you know, mixing around with like making beats because you know it's like a fun little. It, I thought it would uh, lead to less stress, and it just made me really stressful, and I stopped doing it. It can be really stressful just yeah. because, like, you know, you think you've got something, and then you don't. But you know, that's why, like, a really big thing for me is like having a good support structure. I'm really lucky that like the friends I have and everything. You know, I don't have like a large circle. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a very small group of friends. They really keep me down to earth and everything. And they remind me of just like, you know, so I'd never have like, I would never want to be one of those guys that goes like overboard, you know, with it. Not that I'm even close to that kind of success, but like, you know, you hear some of those crazy stories or whatever and it just gets you like kind of scared. Like, God, I hope I never do that. Not, like, yeah. you know. Even when I was making music and I would watch a, a big, I guess someone I like to watch too was like John Bellion when he would make all his... uh videos about making music that's so cool i love him i can't believe you know him like i just had a i had a fangirl moment just now like i'm gonna go crazy <laughs> when like, i bring him up everyone's like who the fuck is that like and john billion's like, fired dude, i used to i used to watch like he would have long videos about him making like some of his popular songs and i would watch it and i would like okay i could do that and then i'd realize i don't i 
can't do nothing. Dude, the, the most interesting thing, like you were talking about before, is just like watching other people's creative process, especially right. people who you think are good mm-hmm. creative people. It's so, it's just so interesting. I could, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. What, he's a big fan of his? Yeah, like diehard fan. And the fact that he's from like, you know, Long Island too. I'm waiting for his like new, I want him to draw something new. He just came out with the, he wrote the new Miley Cyrus song that just came out. Like, uh, I forget the name of it or whatever, but like he's another guy that's really been behind the scenes a lot. And he's written like a lot of people's work. I was gonna, um, yeah, I was going to say, where's he been? Isn't he also pretty yeah. transparent about, like, he doesn't particularly like the limelight? Yeah, um, he definitely doesn't. Um, he, I'm trying to think. Uh, he had a lot, ha- he wrote, his claim to fame, I remember, is that, like, he wrote uh, The Monster with Eminem and Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of, like, helped him catapult. But what's really cool about him is that, like, he's someone very similar to me, how like, he's all about, like, he kind of handles when he does his music. Since he already does that kind of thing for other people, he does a lot of that in-house himself. And like you said, the videos really let you see um, like how he actually makes and everything. And like also what I really love about him, he's like one of those few like people that can really nail pop music, but also like I can just spit bars. Like yeah. he's got a couple of rap songs that are just like ridiculous, actually. So he's a... Uh, yeah, I mean... Cool. And he made All Time Low in like three hours, like four hours. <laughs> yeah, I saw that video. Like, that, that, that album, The Human Condition, is so good. It's very, very good. You can do so much with your voice. That like you can use your voice oh, yeah. as an instrument, and he's a really good example mm-hmm. of that too. Because I've definitely done that before too. It's insane, like what you can do and just manipulate your voice to the point that like you don't even sound like yourself anymore, you know. And like you can throw that in a song and like make it to manipulate yeah. it to the point to use it as an instrument. And like that's to me, that's my favorite thing to do. When I'm that listening to cool. music, like I'll hear, I'll hear stuff, and I can't think of any examples right now. But in my head, I'm like, is that? someone's voice that they've distorted to make it this sound or is that like some instrument i don't know of yeah yeah I, all the time. i've definitely heard that too and I, I i like the fact that like you can like get you know whatever instrument you want because you know sometimes you know an instrument might song sound good on one song but you don't need like i don't need a bassoon yeah but, right, but right maybe sometimes that one song it just needs that bassoon in there <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, now you have to learn and, a bassoon or... <laughs> That's what they had to do back know why then. They had I the, thought they had the, the bassoon. It's a ridiculous instrument. I like it a lot, Back in the day, they had to fly in a bassoonist, yeah. and that's how they got the, with the noise, you know? I hope <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what they're called. That sounds right, right? A bassoonist? Yeah, bassoonist? 100%. Who's this guy? I'm the bassoonist. All right, come on. Bassoonist. Yeah, Get him in here. If he said it really quick, I'd be like, I don't know what you want. You know? I like them because they look like rocket launchers, like the people who played the bassoon and um, talking. What's a bassoon? Uh, it's, this, it's a huge, I believe it's a woodwind instrument. <laughs> And um, it's it's really big. It's kind of like an oboe. And uh, I just I I, I, I may be totally wrong. <laughs> no, I want to hear like it. the way you present things. Do you know I'm a he... big fan of the way you present things. Yeah. Do you, do you, um, I might and, be completely wrong here, and but I'm I'm pretty sure because there was this kid who in our high school band who played the bassoon. You had a band in high school. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was me and the, and the guys, you know. <laughs> and the guy who played Danny the, Moriarty and the boys. The guy who played the bassoon. I mean, he looked like he just had like an RP. PG on his back the entire time, and everybody's like, "Oh, look, it's the bassoon guy." <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the one? What's the Australian like Aborigine one? A didgeridoo. A didgeridoo. Dude. Oh yeah, that one. A didgeridoo. Yeah. Dude, I was I slapped on the recorder in sixth grade, dude. Hot cross buns, man. Excuse me. Hot cross hot buns. Hot cross buns. You, if you if you if you've played hot cross buns, you fucking dummy. 
Hot cross buns. Hot <laughs> cross buns. On the recorder, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up. And back to the instrument uh, instrument thing. Yeah, that's really cool. Actually, the song Getaway on the first, that's an organ that I actually used in the very beginning of the song. It's hard to tell, but it's actually an organ. And like it was actually my favorite thing about making that song. It, it's a, like a funky organ that I found a plug-in for. And I was just like... Yeah. Cool. It's like no one's gonna know this one. No one's gonna only I'm gonna know this. Is and also, exactly. the best part about that is that if you wanted to, you could play in the chapel. You know, yeah, there That's you go. Chapel. It was actually recorded in a chapel. It was recorded yep. in a chapel. Um, so, what do you think? Like, uh, where do you want to be in w- one year? What was he on a job interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know I, I like to, I, I, I like these questions because you, you, what's because, your five year plan? Then the, what's your five year plan? Um, five hundred horsepower. Yeah, really. <laughs> Because, you know, but I like that question because, I don't know, some people, you know, then you, you look back at it and reflect and go, oh, look at it. Look, at, I'm here. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you want to answer, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, I've, five years is a long time to look. That you is know? long. Um, but really, like, just the future, I want to, obviously, I think I actually have a good amount of music out right now. So really, for me, it's kind of one, letting the world get back to shape because obviously us artists right now, we're kind of limited, you know, uh, and what we can do in sense of live performances and everything, mm-hmm. unless you're like one of those like already really established people that can kind of like find a way to pull this thing together. So really for me, it's going to be about live performances. Um, I actually am working on some merchandise coming out, so that's going to be really cool. Um, and more so just focusing on the promotion of my music and everything and just like, you know, that whole thing, just because I just recently released music. So it's just, you know, and I hope a year from now, if the world's back, no, I could like, you know, be having a concert somewhere and be having people come because that's like my biggest thing is I really want to do this live and like that's like uh probably my biggest reason is to like be performing live and seeing like the faces of everyone and mm-hmm. everyone having a good time and I think that's such a cool feeling so that would be like my one year plan I guess this is a hopefully one year from now really have that a uh, concert that like you know, people are going to remember. Yeah, you and, know, and that's like your red carpet that feeling. That that feeling. Yeah, right? I want that feeling again. 100%. Uh, I, I feel like I said. Then, I feel like it's a pretty good place to end it. There, it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's a good answer. Yeah, it was, yeah. Was, yeah. You should start asking good questions more. Yeah. Well, maybe if you didn't berate him for asking it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. I mean, you you gave him you gave him a toss up, but he, he it was slam dunk there. You know. Yeah, it was like an alley oop situation. Yeah. Look at you. If you have anything to tell them specifically, like where you find your music or what's going on. Uh, so, yeah, you can find my music um, on pretty much all the streaming websites, Apple Music, Spotify, anything. And also, I just want to shout out to all my friends and family, the people that keep me grounded. Really special thank you to you guys. You guys mean so much more to me than you could ever realize. And obviously, thank you to you guys for having me on this. This no, has been a on, crazy experience. <laughs> yeah, and, well. uh, you know, hopefully I get the aux cord more. <laughs> sure. Sh- stream that EP, you know. Um, and that's it. I don't want to uh, D more seven two three. Why are you looking? At, oh, is he looking, <laughs> looking? I mean, I'm telling you to do it. Stream it. Stream the AP. <laughs> yeah, right. Beat me up. All right. So I guess they find you. Um, what about all your handles? We'll pop them up for you. Like your okay. Instagram handles. Tell them right. Tell them. Tell them where to find you. Yeah. So you can find me at uh, Joey Silks on Instagram uh, for everything. Uh, pretty much for Twitter, Instagram, and then uh, when it comes to Apple Music and everything, you just go by my uh, Joseph Malaskis, and that's it. Boom. Boom. J- JT. Done. JT Holden 97 on Instagram. You can find me at Aunt Prisco. Can't forget to follow. The Picky Boys Podcast. Like, share, subscribe. subscribe. Share with your aunts and uncles. And um, I'm pretty sure Picky Boys Gaming on Twitch tonight. This is coming out Wednesday, right? Picky uh, Boys Gaming yeah. tonight. Go, tonight. Go watch it. Fall, guys. Let's play. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Oh.